Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers, this year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Top, top, tippy top, go. Okay. Hey, happy campers listeners. What's up? Julia here. And Sammy. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing very well. I'm Having doing well. a good week. Doing well. <laughs> everyone's doing well. Well, get ready because we got Molly here. Hi. You guys remember Molly from last week's episode? It's from Just Scope. Just scroll right up. She's from Scope. <laughs> from scope 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 and we'll Summer remind camp everyone opportunities promote education thank you sammy <laughs> and molly is going to chat with us a little bit about her own camp experience which we heard a tiny bit about in the last episode mm-hmm. but we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of the fun stuff that happened and the friendships and maybe some pranks or crazy things that you were up to so molly you went to camp for 15 years you said well that was sleepaway camp yeah sleepaway camp at one camp yeah, at one yeah. camp. <laughs> but there was the post that camp and the pre that camp and the there was uh, a long uh, I mean give us the give us the, us the rundown. Give yeah. us the rundown. Let's hear it. Um so uh three years old, I went to Pierce Day Camp in, in Long three Island. Three feels young to be going to day camp. My sister was <laughs> my sister was three years older than me, so she was there and sort of, you know ignored me but loved me at the same time sure and then um yeah i started sleepwood camp at eight and then i uh, went to kenwood kenmont in kent connecticut was there for 15 years through college and then uh, after college and you worked your way up oh yeah i was so you were first a waitress i was first, <laughs> I was first a waitress <laughs> and for two summers okay. i went back for more of that yeah. that amazing torture um <laughs> and then um and then i was a counselor and then i was a group what'd leader. you teach uh no we had general counselors so oh, i got okay. to be with my girls all the time oh, all cute. day mm-hmm. every day yep um and i was like the counselor you were beloved i oh, can tell totally you're like beloved <laughs> in this room right now so <laughs> my girls are still my girls yeah. i talk to them i yeah love my my campers from from many many moons ago they're all adults and have kids now too but it's crazy my kids just graduated college last year so it's rough it's rough it's a it's a (laughs) i don't feel any older but they are old people now exactly i hang it a good 22 and they're now yeah they're like 23 24 (laughs) yeah and you're like okay that's weird yeah they've all turned 30 something and i'm like what um yeah so uh Kenwood sort of rolled through a lot of a lot of jobs there um, and was the head of, of the oldest girls in my last two summers. And um, and then I was like, OK, if this is what I want to do for my life, uh, how am I going to do it? I got to see if I actually love camp or if I just love my camp. Mm-hmm. And so I had an opportunity to, to go work at Blue Ridge Equinunc as a girls um, a unit head or division leader in in. Um, at Blue Ridge, which is another similar to Kenwood, all girls, brother sister camp, is a lot that of spirit. In the south? No, that uh, different. Blue yeah. Ridge. So Blue Ridge, this is Blue Ridge um, in like Honesdale, Pennsylvania area, okay. uh, Equinox, Pennsylvania, really. Um, right next to, to Indian Head IHC and um, right by yeah, Tyler Hill yeah. and Trails End and yeah. all the, they're all in the same sort of uh, Westmont. They're very close to each other. Um, 
And so I worked at Blue Ridge for one summer and it was a really pivotal moment in my life because I learned that it wasn't just camp at Kenwood that I loved, but it was really this environment of being. Right. So I get that question a lot of people who are like, Sammy, why don't you just start your own camp or run a camp? And I'm like, because I don't think that I would want to do it if it wasn't Walden. And I think that that's the problem. Yeah. But that question of do I just love my camp or do I love camp is something that we've thought a lot. That's true. About with this podcast. And like the thing is that I love a lot of camps, all the camps that we visited. I'm like, I love it here. I love it a lot. Right. But I don't want to run it. You know what I mean? Like, but but I love the experience of going and learning about it, which is why what we do, what we do and you do what you do. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think after that one summer and I think part of it was feeling so welcomed. What did you go in as? A a division head, a unit head. So I was responsible for an entire division of girls. Um, I didn't, I was introduced into this environment of people who grew up at this camp forever, just like I had at Kenwood, but who had been second generation, third generation, yeah. right? There's a lot of deep love and spirit and sort of that that continuous, um, this is in my family, this is in my blood there. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure that I was going to be accepted in the way that, you know, and I was, and, and it yeah. was amazing. That's kind of the test of it. It's like, that's right. amazing that you guys have that deep, like, you know, connections for these specific people. But if someone's fresh and they want to be a part of it, right. how willing are you to let them in? Right. Um, and to accept the culture and any of the changes and sort of embrace what those changes are, right? Because when something changed at your camp, <laughs> it oh, was right. as if the world had halted. Ending, and, yeah. And, and Fully you know, ending. Right, the shock, the awe, like, what do you do? One time... At Sunday lunch, we had Thanksgiving lunch. Allison and I were counselors. Yeah, Yeah, every every Sunday Sunday we had Thanksgiving lunch. And they tried to serve us sweet potatoes instead of mashed potatoes. We were counselors. We threw like a full revolt. Like we went, and we were like 21 years old. Like we were... It was insane. Yeah, you might as well have tied yourself to the flag. <laughs> like, I mean, like, what's we the, would have done that if right. they if the next week they hadn't come back with the regular potatoes, which they did. <laughs> Thank God. Lesson learned. <laughs> Either somebody didn't show up with the the powdered potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, they probably just like didn't get the shipment, and we we threw the biggest bit possible. Right. Okay, right. we got Try the campers. We got the campers in on it. It was like a full Don't revolt. Give me oh, those yeah. sweet ears. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> right, and now it's like the history of whatever nineteen. 93 yeah not a big deal (laughs) yeah so so that was a huge part of that and and you know the relationships from even that one summer have withstood the test of time which is something that's you know again was a lesson for me um and from being at at Blue Ridge Equinunk um I started an internship with with ACA with the American Camp Association New York New Jersey office and that um, also was was sort of a relationship from Blue Ridge, which helped me sort of get find out about that internship, and that's where I was introduced to Scope. So my volunteering started then, and then from there, um, I actually started working for an organization called uh, Oasis, which was a New York based day camp. Um, it's actually multiple day camps; they're still in existence, and they were under this model of running private day camps in public spaces. Cool. So their biggest camp was was operating in Central Park. So I worked for Oasis, uh, helping to open their first Long Island camp. Mm-hmm. Worked as the uh, assistant director and then as their director, um, running that program for five years. But at the wow. fourth year, had an, a major need to go back to sleepaway camp. I was like, this is this is great and all. Day camp is wonderful and kids are benefiting and so on and so forth. But sleepaway camp is where I belong. And so from there, I, I met... Um, 
the owners and directors of uh, Matoka in mm-hmm. Maine. Um, is Matoka the boys' camp or the girls' the camp? Girls the, the girls' camp. camp. Mani- Manito. Manito, Manito is, is the boys. Camp. My friend worked at Manito. Oh, that's why. Beautiful and wonderful camps. Uh huh. And um, and I moved to Boston, and so I left New York. Where'd you live? I went to BU. Oh, <laughs> I lived in Brookline Village. Hey, I lived love in Brook Brookline. House. Yeah. I moved to Boston, thinking coming from New York, not living in an elevator or doorman building, thinking that I needed to live in an elevator doorman sure. building because. You know, Boston is not nearly as <laughs> safe as New York. Um, and I got there and I was like, this is... This I'm, is the safest place on this earth. This is the <laughs> safest place in the world. Uh, but I also lived in, like, the safest place in the world. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Hit anyway, that Zaftigs up a little bit. Oh, all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so good. I would go back to Boston just for that. that we, lunch. on our road trip up to Maine, I made a stop at, at Zaftigs. Zaftigs. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, so lived in, in Boston for two years, worked for Matoka, so I spent, you know, three and a half months in Maine, uh-huh. um, which was my first real amount of time in Maine. We had vac- vacations as Those are your first Maine summers? Those were my first Maine summers. Beautiful. Oh, I, nothing like it in the world. No. Um, I, there's nothing like the greenery, and I say this all the time, the air and the green that you see in Maine is, is you don't capture it anywhere else. And Mm-mm. so um i spent two summers there as the assistant director of matoka and loved it but also was missing life and felt like how i'm my my whole world is in new york this i just need to be back in new york and and also sort of reevaluating maybe camp isn't the right space for me if i'm not going to own a camp anymore like in my head like that's not where i'm going i i don't i just don't know how i'm going to do this I also thought like I was going to meet somebody that I was going to spend the rest of my life with that was going to do this with me. Yeah, yeah. And Someone I was 30 and I was like, that, I got to get over that dream, right? Like, <laughs> that's not happening. So I left Maine. I left Matoka. I came home, moved in with my parents. And I was like in this evaluation period of what am I doing? And um, actually really good life lesson. I went and shadowed a lot of people in a lot of different career paths. Cool. So I could see what work was like because I had only worked a camp. What did I know? You're like, there's an office that you like show up at every day. <laughs> yeah, like what, what do people in HR do? Like, I think I could do that. I've hired like, can people I, my whole yeah. job. Career. Can I like, not wear khaki shorts every day? Uh, ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, and then uh, at that moment in time, a really incredible opportunity came my way from the 92nd Street Y. Oh. Um, and uh, they were opening, they had a grant to open a new program. It was an incubator program uh, called Passport NYC. And uh, it was was already sort of the shell of the whole program was developed, but uh, the director of the program was stepping down to become the program director because she had just had twins and couldn't dedicate the, you know, the full mass of of the job to life. And so um, they brought me on. What is that program? The program is actually no longer in existence, uh-huh. which is unfortunate. But for the five years that I was there with the program, it, uh, it was a three-week sleepaway camp for teens uh, who would come from all over the world to live at the 92nd Street Y Whoa. and Whoa. study fashion, film, culinary arts, the music industry, or music That's theater. awesome. It literally was unlike any other program out there. It was a game changer. The, f- the five years of the program and the 10 sessions that we operated, those teens... I think I mean if you we if any of them are listening could speak to the fact that their lives were changed because wow. of this. That's and their so cool. Were sort of ignited because of this program, and um, it had a Jewish component. I like to kind of compare it to like a, a Jewish 
summer camp meets teen tour meets college program, right? Like all in New York sort of compounded together. Um, and it was an amazing program, but again, it like exhausted my life. And, and, and I had met Ryan at the time. I was just like all these series of things. And yeah. I was like, but what you am were I in, doing? You were like, I'm back in New York. I'm but my life's still crazy. But I'm living in a dorm with a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> and I'm showering, communal showers. It's just like, I, you, you literally take a spotlight on your life. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing? What happened? I'm rent 10 blocks away and I can't even see my apartment. Yeah. Like, this is not right. So after five years and I really, I loved everything about what I had had created there and the relationships and everything about it but it was just time and that was exactly the same time where my opportunity with scope came around and cool. so it just felt like this natural um i have loved scope since i was in my early 20s and being able to know that my work in the camp world can help provide children who couldn't go to camp with camp um made sense so i had no real fundraising experience but uh have taken that as the the next new challenge and it's been amazing and how long have you been at scope uh october was three full years cool so yeah yeah wow crazy you, I really like how like literally every facet of your career has involved camp in some yeah. way. Nonprofit, for profit, yeah. day, it's resident, like awesome. tried it all in cities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you really went for it. Yeah. So when you were a camper, what was your vibe? Who, who were you? A prankster? Were no. you popular? Were you like, uh, like sporty? I was like, like the nice kid in the cabin. I was like, I would just befriend everybody I think this is how my interpretation of myself my bunk mates would might feel differently but no I think that I was just sort of like an easygoing kid I really loved every activity that we got to, to do um you know she was the kid that showed up to field hockey and was like let's play field hockey and yeah, we were like, like it's Ugh. hot <laughs> I also I had a complaining side I mean I hated tennis I was terrible at tennis but I you know I, intensive but, tennis over yeah, here I, tennis. I also would say I was somewhat overlooked right like because I was just go with the flow I, I was not color work captain mm -hmm. I was not like the, you know I it just that was not and I and I was never impacted or affected by not having it like some other people would be um I just sort of was like great I'm going to support whoever is and do you know like that just was my who I was and then I, I, the counselors loved you some of them I'm sure they, they were like this is the easiest kid yeah I mean I was a little like, homesick in my first year and maybe homesick like year four when you're just sort of battling like who am I what's going on here. yeah um, but really, uh, other than that, I just, it was the environment I thrived in was camp. I, I was terrible in school, just like I don't learn well in a classroom. And mm. so the experiential learning was way more productive and, and um, right for me. So, you know, it's, it was where it was at. It was camp. <laughs> I was a happy camper. It's really hey, and we're going to give you a sticker and you're <laughs> going to say you're a happy pride. camper. What kind of counselor were you? Um, again, I was like, I, I followed rules. I believed that the kids should follow rules, but also have the best time of their life. So I was in it. I was on the field with them, you know, playing soccer or swimming, you know, those kind of things. Like I was never a not lake person. I didn't really care about my hair. Like I, you know, love the lake. That, There's right, nothing we love more than a lake. Too. And, to, and the best part I think about being a counselor aside from the building the relationships with the kids and like really getting them to build relationships with each other was like getting to ride the boat all the time. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> the best. Get down I was water a water ski, ski counselor one oh summer. It was just right. the best exactly. job. Exactly. 
Exactly. If I had the skill, like the real skill to do that, I would. I guess it would have been better <laughs> than being a general counselor. But um, yeah, no, I, I, every part about just working with those with kids in this environment was right for me. It yeah. just was. It just and you're me. like still friends with all of your camp friends. My camp, my camp friends are my life. Yeah, um, they're your campers, life friends. <laughs> they are my life friends. Um, my campers are still very much part of my life. Um, and, and I guess I, there's a great part of social media that allows you to have access to more than what you would know, you know, um, before, but also to, to show your care, right? It's not just like a happy birthday. It's like, oh my God, you had a baby. I'm so happy. Like, oh my, you're, you're a baby. How are you having a baby? Like, those kind of things, you know, <laughs> Wait, but that, that love Is that for what them. you comment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. in my head. Babies having babies. <laughs> and they're like, her comments <laughs> on social media are weird. She's such a creepster. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's more about just like, you know, the support, the love. Like yeah. it's it's as if yesterday these moments were happening. Totally. And so um but the friendships that I have from from camp, my bunkmates and the girls that were not necessarily my bunkmates when I was young, but walked up the ladder with, um, are my life. Are are my life. Thanksgiving we six of us got together one was in from florida um those are your people the families they are my people and and, he, and again it's like that camp thing it, it, these relationships will stand the test of time yeah. like you don't need to see them or talk to them on the daily um but there's something about the trust and the honesty that you have with those people that you i don't know where you find that otherwise i mean i was lucky i found that also in college but just this th these relationships are just there I mean, college is similar to camp, you know? Yes, yes. The, I mean, I said it before, the preparedness of, of what camp provided me to go to college um, balances with your relationships, right? How to how to be a, a friend, how to, to listen, how to feel support. How to live with other people. With other people. <laughs> right, right, what that means. Yeah. Right. We talked about this before. Like, we got to college, and we were like, you could see the kids who didn't. You Like, you knew the kids who didn't go to camp mm -hmm. because they, <laughs> they oh, were just sure. not that good at it yet. They learned, obviously. But, like, yeah. the first few weeks, you're like, oh, buddy. Yeah, you gotta yeah. go to things. You, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta get up. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> and maybe make up. your bed. Right? <laughs> maybe. Oi. Uh, I got a final question before we wrap up. Yeah. How does your husband feel about your obsession with camp? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He never went to camp. Um, so I, you know, I'm a Jewish girl. Grew up in Long Island. Right. Had access to these things. And he's a he's a Catholic boy who grew up right over the bridge in Jersey. Uh, who played, you know stickball or, or <laughs> hockey in the street right like that rode his bike I never learned how to ride a bike like those were things I didn't have to do at camp and those were things that he kind of got by in his life and um he cannot imagine going away and doing those things now and so we it's a very funny uh constant conversation especially when we're with our camp friends he's like I just this is ridiculous what you're talking about is ridiculous color war makes no sense like <laughs> college day what are you what are you even saying like you know but but he understands that this is who makes me, what makes me who I am. Oh. And, and part that's of, the I important the embrace, part, right? Right. right? Yeah. Um, and he's seen, you know, so many of the, the programs that I've been involved in and, what, and the work that we're doing now with Scope, he has been so much a part of. And so he gets also that, that other side of it, right? The, the benefit side to other people. And so um, he's on board. I don't know, you know, if we do have a child, I'm not sure how on board he'll be for that person, but we'll see. Well, you got, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to camp. Like, is that yeah. a joke? Right. We, don't, we don't need to have that discussion. It's happening. Ryan, 
<laughs> get with on message. <laughs> well, Molly, thank you so much for sharing, you guys. Thank you for coming you on, staying around. Hear your stories. Yeah, thanks for cool. having me. Once again, um, donate to Scope. Scope Go to the website. USA.org. USA.org. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one. Uh, and also check us out, happygamerspodcast.com, Instagram, Twitter. We're around. We're iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. guys. Day's Think done. Gone the sun. We out.